0: What college matters? What college, college matters. matters? Really?
1: For sure, college matters.
0: Alma matters.
1: Um. Once I got this scholarship, yeah. um, I was like, okay, well, I should probably keep going. I should, <laughs> I yeah. should probably yeah. at least get a bachelor's degree. I sh- I should do that. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, and it, it's not just me or my teachers saying like, okay, you can do this. Like, people that don't know me also just said, hey, we believe you can do this. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna try it. I'll just go for a bachelor's and, and see what happens.
0: That is Megan Mitchin, a Goldwater scholar who graduated with a bachelor's degree in biology at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Hello, I'm your host, Venkat Megan was working full-time while she was in high school. She found it challenging to balance school and full-time work. So Megan didn't directly go to college after high school. She had a lot of fear and also lacked the confidence then about going to college after working in healthcare for almost a decade megan joined the gaston community college in north carolina for a 2 year degree in nursing little did megan know where college would take her megan joins our podcast to share her journey to college working after high school going back to Gaston Community College, discovering science, winning the Goldwater Scholarship, undergraduate research, transferring to UNCC for a four-year degree program, and her advice for high schoolers. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast
1: so college was actually something i was fairly scared to go into Uh, (laughs) as a first gen student um, i actually waited until i was 26 to start college um, Mm -hmm. because i was really afraid of what does this even look like will i fit in I actually did start out as a nursing student, um, mm. and I, I started out just at a community college. It was the closest place to my house. It was the most affordable place to go, and um, I was like, I will get a two-year degree and be done. Uh, little do it did I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And while I was taking this chemistry course, I just fell in love. I was like, this is cool. I love being in the lab. Mm -hmm. And um, so while I was in that course, they're like, you know, we're hiring a work study. If you want to work in the lab, you know, that that could be an option. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, "Okay." my background, like I said, was in uh, dialysis and I have a real heart for people with kidney failure. That was, um, actually what ended up taking, uh, my grandmother's life. So it was something I was really passionate about was kidney failure and just, um, I would see my patients. One of the hardest things for them was to keep their phosphorus under control. You know, your kidneys are, these filters and when they're not working you have all these toxins that start to build up in your system. Mm -hmm. One thing I always tell people is that you are not your GPA so don't ever feel like hey I did bad um, in high school or I did bad in this one class and now I you know that it devalues who you are. Um, There's a million people that have your GPA but no one has your story. And so that's one of those things, you know, I do try to encourage people, you know, it's not all about a number on a page.
0: These were the high fives brought to you by
1: College Matters,
0: Alma Matters. matters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For my newsletter, visit almamatters.substack.com now. I'm sure you want to hear the entire podcast with Megan. So without further ado, here is Megan Mitchum. If you're ready, we can jump right in.
1: All right, that sounds great.
0: Awesome. So let's start with your overall uh, college experience, your undergrad experience. Um, give us sort of a feel for that, and then we can go into deep, uh, you know, the details later.
1: Yeah, so college was actually something I was, fairly scared to go into. Uh, mm-hmm. As a first-gen student, um, I actually waited until I was 26 to start college because um, mm-hmm. I was really afraid of, what does this even look like? Will I fit in? Mm-hmm. Um, just Will I even be able to find my way once I get to school? And surprisingly, I have loved it. I mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. enjoy learning. I love the bonds I've made with people. And I've just found out a lot about myself through this journey.
0: Tell us a little bit about your high school.
1: Yeah, so when I was in high school, um, I had a little bit of a difficult time, only because I was working full time um, all the way through Mm -hmm. high school. So Um, I had a, I had a hard time kind of figuring out how to manage working full time and Mm -hmm. going to school full time. And I think that's where a lot of my fear about going to college as an adult came from. Um, how am I going to continually manage this? And when I was in high school, um, I think that definitely impacted my grades. I had a fairly low GPA at like 2.8, um, Mm -hmm. whenever I graduated high school. So, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I just wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of how everything was arranged in high school, um, mm-hmm. but then once I got to college and saw how much different everything was, I think that that was such a relief, and that was exciting for me.
0: So, tell us about some of the challenges you had. Um, you know, just transitioning to college or getting to college. I I believe um, you went through a bunch of challenges. So I just thought it might be a good idea to just talk about that.
1: Yeah, so some of the challenges were like financial. And um, so that was one of the biggest things. Like I knew that my parents couldn't support me financially to go to college. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was one fear in my mind, like how am I gonna afford this? Thankfully. I went and spoke to someone um, in the financial aid office and they showed me all the ways that I could get funding for my college experience. And so as an undergraduate, I actually didn't end up paying anything to go to school. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was like one of the fears that were uh, relieved. And then some of the other challenges were just finding the confidence to apply and figuring out what do I even want to go for. Um, So Mm -hmm. originally, I was in healthcare for about 10 years, um, first as a habilitation um, technician at a group home, and then for another four years as a um, hemodialysis technician, and Mm -hmm. So I thought that I wanted to stay in healthcare because it was really all I had done since I got out of college. I mean, out of high school. Sorry.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and actually, one of the state inspectors had came to the dialysis clinic and she pulled me to the side and she was like, I think you really need to go to school for nursing. And mm-hmm. seeing as I didn't know. Uh, what i wanted to go for that was that seemed like the logical choice and so I actually did start out as a nursing student um mm. and i i started out just at a community college it was the closest place to my house it was the most affordable place to go and um, I was like i will get a two-year degree and be done uh, little do it did I know yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: um and actually while I was there I kind of fell in love with all my science classes and was offered a scholarship to kind of transfer over into science and um seeing as like financially that was one of my big fears especially I I was a single mother at the time so Uh just trying to figure out how do I keep this going um that just sounded like the best option Mm -hmm. um and so I just kept following the opportunities that were kind of put in front of me, honestly.
0: Wonderful. So you overcome these and sort of take the opportunity that's come your way and you come to a community college. How was that?
1: Yeah. So the community college I went to was Gaston college and it's fairly small and I absolutely loved it. It was, uh, I feel like I could still call up even the professors there, and it it was such a tight knit group of people. The class sizes were small, um, mm-hmm. and so that was, I think, so much easier to transition from not being in school at all to something smaller like that than opposed to at university. You know, uh, a lot of times there's over a hundred people in the in the classes. Um, yeah. so I really enjoyed being at the community college because it is very small, very hands on. And I actually, it I feel like I got a um, great education there.
0: Now, how was it transition? I mean, coming to, you know, coming to classes, doing regular study after a break. I mean, um, what kind of relearning did you have to do?
1: Um, a lot. <laughs> so much. Um, but I think a lot of it, once you get in the classes and especially in the first year, they're going over some of the basics. So a lot of the stuff that you've missed or yeah. haven't seen in a while, it comes back up. So you're not just reteaching yourself everything. Um, mm-hmm. which was good because I was like, how am I going to do this? I've been out of school for so long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was really – it wasn't as difficult as I was expecting it to be because I did have those support systems. And if there was stuff that I wasn't comfortable with, you know, I could go to office hours and talk to my professor. Um, I
0: think those things really helped you said you moved over to science um what was that like and tell us a little bit about that experience and and what you and it looks like you fell in love with biology so tell us about that
1: yeah so I had actually <laughs> it's funny how it started is Um, I had enrolled in a dual nursing program where I would get my associates and bachelors at the same time. And I had to take Mm -hmm. a chemistry course Mm -hmm. in order to be eligible for the bachelor's program. And -hmm. while I was taking this chemistry course, I just fell in love. I was like, this is cool. I love being in the lab. Mm -hmm. And, um, So while I was in that course, they're like, you know, we're hiring a work study. If you want to work in the lab, you know, that that could be an option. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to make this transition to science, having, you know, a little extra training through the work study, that could be beneficial. Mm -hmm. So I actually had dropped down part time at the dialysis clinic and took on a work study um, position at the college, and I think that helped me a lot in just learning the hands-on stuff that you don't always get through those early year classes. Um, yeah, so, and that kind of led to me um, getting, uh, at, at my community college, they had a, um, it's called the Spark 3 scholarship, and it it was basically uh, a scholarship that was just to help retain uh, scientists from community colleges, and it had like a Mm -hmm. bridge program into university after you were finished Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. So, yeah that just having those supports doing the extra training through work study and then finding um, different scholarship opportunities there really helped And uh, once I took organic chemistry, I decided I was definitely a biologist, Um, (laughs) not a chemist, (laughs) even though chemistry was the thing that made me uh, fall in love with science.
0: Um, Yeah. 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 So how did you uh, get into research? Uh, What what happened? How did that lead to uh, getting into undergraduate research?
1: Yeah, so it actually started um, when I was in community college. They had, um, you could do research to get honors credit for courses. Mm. Um, So I was actually my first semester there. um, I guess it's my second semester there. Sorry. Um, I was taking a developmental Uh, psychology class and that was kind of my first actual experience with research was a psychology based research Mm -hmm. um, for a course and then I was like okay I like this this is pretty cool Mm -hmm. and then uh, in my biology classes they're like "Uh, you can do the same thing so I started Um, doing experiments in my chemistry and biology courses. And then once I got that Spark 3 scholarship, like one of the things that was required of that was that you work on like an independent research project. And so Mm -hmm. um, I got to do that. I got to kind of like plan out my own experiments, do my own like background research. And that actually gave me the opportunity to go and, present at a national conference out in Arizona, and that was just a whole different experience. I had never been on a plane or to that side of the country even, so mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it it has just led to some pretty cool experiences that I don't know if I would have had otherwise.
0: So what, what kind of, uh, I mean, so you did in-class or in-course research, that's how you got into it, right?
1: Yeah, out. that's
0: how it started. So, so where did the Goldwater Scholarship figure? I mean, how did, how did you get into that? How do you apply for that?
1: So, um, okay. So my background, like I said, was in uh, dialysis. And I have a real heart for people with kidney failure that was, um, actually what ended up taking, uh, my grandmother's life. So it was something I was really passionate about was kidney failure and just, um, I would see my patients. One of the hardest things for them was to keep their phosphorus under control. You know, your kidneys are these filters and when they're not working, you have all these toxins that start to build up in your system. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. Um, so the the self-guided research project I, I was attempting <laughs> was to remove phosphates from uh, liquids before consumption. So mm-hmm. my patients would have to take like a handful of phosphate binders anytime they would eat something mm-hmm. to hopefully not have um, these phosphates build up in their system. Mm-hmm. So my idea was can can we take it out before can can we process their stuff through a filtration system so that when they go to eat if they don't for if they forget their medicine they'll be okay Uh um so that was my initial idea and uh so that's that was the project that I did and then um whenever I decided to apply to the goldwater that was the main thing I talked about as far as um, why why I'm uh, why it would be a fit to do this kind of research it was something I was really passionate about I had the background there um, and then you know of course I did tell them uh, how how big of a problem it was you know we yeah. have this huge issue where the number of people in kidney failure grows every year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was mainly how it, it all started out as a project that I was hoping might help my patients one day.
0: No, that's, that's a terrific, uh, terrific project in my mind anyway. Um, now, how many, uh, how long did you do these, uh, were you doing the dialysis? I mean, that, working uh, and doing that, was that, you said uh, uh, a few years, right, doing that?
1: Yeah, so I worked at a dialysis clinic for uh, a little over four years, and I would even uh, go and uh, train people at other clinics on how to um, do things like per protocol or whatever, so I actually got to travel around a little bit and um, not only interact with patients, but help to train other techs and nurses.
0: You get the scholarship now, what do you think uh made the difference in terms of getting the scholarship well, in your application? What was it that you think stood out? Was it the specific project or was it something else what 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 would you speculate
1: um I think it was that I let my passion show through
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, it it was, I did say, like, this is my history. This is why it's important. This is what I think we can do. And this is the future implications that mm-hmm. it may have. And, you know, now that I've been in science a while, I'm like, OK, that probably wouldn't have worked. But it was the fact that I was like, you know, I was I did background research. I mm-hmm. had um but, you know, what I thought may happen, why it's important. And I think if you lay that out um well and I think especially um I think in everything that I've applied for, one of the things that I've learned is so, so important is learning to write effectively. You know, usually yeah. you have a page or two to tell your story and why things are important. So um just I think my written communication um, was good for that. And um, of course, I went and had it reviewed a few times uh, to Mm -hmm, make sure. mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think that's probably a lot of why I was able to get this scholarship. So whenever I applied, I still didn't quite know what I was doing. I didn't know how far I had to go in school. Yeah. Like I said, this was a, a completely new realm for me, just being in college in general. And I had initially only planned on two years. Um, once I got this scholarship, yeah. um, I was like, okay, well, I should probably keep going. I should
0: <laughs> I yeah. should probably yeah. at
1: least get a bachelor's degree. I, sh- I should do that. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, and it, it's not just me or my teachers saying, like, okay, you can do this. Like, people that don't know me also just said, hey, we believe you can do this. I'm like, okay, I'm i am going to try it. I'll just go for a bachelor's and, and see what happens. Um, and so that's how it kind of kept going, and it's still going.
0: <laughs> no, 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 of course, of course. We'll get to that in a second now. Now, by the way, you applied for the Goldwater Scholarship in the second year um, when you, in the community college. Or when did you apply?
1: Yeah, I applied in my second year. So I okay. actually received the funds for the full two years. So um, if you apply as a sophomore, you can get funding for your junior and senior year.
0: So you completed your two years at Gaston and then you um, transferred over to UNCC, right? Yes. Okay. So tell us about that. How did that happen? And then we can sort of talk about that.
1: Yeah. So um, part of the reason I came to UNC Charlotte is because um, it was the only school within driving distance from my house and I was not able to relocate so that was one of the things that was really important for me um Mm -hmm. but then on top of that I also had um some scholarships here for UNC Charlotte specifically Mm -hmm. um so that was that made it an easy choice to come here and then um I will say it was a bit of culture shock though, because I went from this really small community college to this really large university, mm-hmm. um, and so that that was a bit challenging at first. Thankfully, um, I did have like a cohort of uh, people in my same major there yeah. for the first year or so, and that made it so much easier because I had people that were going through the same thing, taking the same classes. Um, and that really made that transition so much easier.
0: Now were the classes and courses harder you felt, or did you have to work harder? or was it just a matter of getting used to it? Um,
1: I will say I think it was it was a combination. So mm-hmm. at community college, I was taking first and second year classes, so they they were more basic fundamental classes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but, but they did have their own level of difficulties. I think once I got to university, there was such a wide range of courses that I could choose from to fill my schedule, and um, so some of those were really hard, and yeah. others were, were fairly easy, probably easier than the ones I had in community
0: college. So um how did you find your um, classmates and peers um you know now that you've transferred over to a four-year place?
1: I will say um well seeing as I started when I was um much older, I did feel a little out of place at first because I yes. was about a decade older than everybody else in my class. Mm-hmm. But then um I would say the higher level I got, the more uh, I felt like I feel I fit in and eventually it just, I started building relationships through being in um, clubs on campus or uh, doing outreach on campus, stuff like that. I started to gain relationships and started to find my way and felt like I fit in a bit more.
0: How about research? How did, uh, how did that transfer over?
1: So whenever I came to UNC Charlotte, um, actually, the the summer before I, I transferred, we had found out that my dad was in liver failure. Well, there was a professor here who studied livers, and I was like, I want to be in that guy's lab, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I kept emailing him, and. Uh, I had talked to one of my advisors and I was like, I haven't heard back. I want to be in his lab. Mm -hmm. And so he reached out for me actually. Um, And when I went to interview uh, the professor said, you know, I'm in phased retirement. Right. And I was like, okay, I need to learn everything I can from you in the next two years. Mm -hmm. And so he accepted me in his lab. I got to um, learn a lot in his lab um, as you know, for two years, I got to spend time in his lab um, and it, it was just amazing. I had went from doing self-guided research to I was in an actual research lab and um, that that was a weird experience. And it was so cool, though. I was like, I didn't know I had all these things I could use to do experiments with. Uh
0: huh. Were you able to use the Goldwater Scholarship for these research? I mean, since this was your third and fourth year, I guess you could, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I was able to use the Goldwater Scholarship. So that just came to me, like, for my tuition and expenses, basically. Um, but yeah, I I did receive it my full uh, third and fourth
0: year of undergraduate. now you you graduated or your major was biology right uh yes. undergrad so i mean you talked about this uh, you thought biology was your thing now do you do you have any feel for why that was your thing what was it about biology that really resonated with you why did you feel that passion or interest for it
1: i think it's the appeal of the unknown right so we even in our own bodies there's so much we just don't understand Mm -hmm. and i mean everything around us we just don't understand quite how it works or why it works that way and um i felt like i could never get tired of asking questions and looking Mm -hmm. for answers uh of different living things and so i think that's really what pushed me to go towards biology (laughs)
0: I kind of want to sort of talk about what you did next, but before we do that, tell me the role that research has played or had played and continues to play in your education. What was it about research that um, got you excited and you know drove you to the uh, you know go from a two- year to a four- year and keep going. What is it that research is doing for you?
1: Um. I think that, and this may sound a little odd, but i found, I find so much peace in a lab. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there could be so much things, um, outside that are going crazy, but I find peace just being in a lab and looking at things that maybe people have never seen before or have mm-hmm. never tried to study before. That to me is exciting. And, I just feel at home there. I feel at peace in a lab, and so that was very appealing to me.
0: Mm. Uh, no question. I mean, that is a great feeling to find that piece somewhere like that. Um, yeah. So, um, so tell me, tell me about the um, the postgraduate or the graduate work and beyond. I mean, you are now doing a PhD. Um, what motivated you to do that or continue your education and give us a feel for what you're up to.
1: Yeah. So as I said, my, um, previous mentor was his, um, he was phasing into retirement. So yeah. I was given an opportunity to join another lab and to study chaperone function. And it has been, uh, it, was completely different from anything I've ever studied. And we used yeast in this lab, which I had never done before. I'd done mostly like mammalian cell work. Mm-hmm. So it was just so many changes, but it's such a healthy lab environment. Um, and so I don't know, whenever I have finished my um, bachelor's degree, it just didn't feel like I was done. So mm-hmm. I was like, I just need to keep going. And so initially I'd enrolled in a master's program. Um, and I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to stop at a master's. I'll transfer into the PhD program. And that's, that was kind of, it just didn't feel like I was done yet. And it felt like I still had more to learn. Um, but it also felt like there was a lot more research I had needed to do here.
0: Now, uh, before we jump into some advice for high schoolers, I do want to touch on the scholarships and awards that you got along the way and what that, that has meant to you. So yeah, talk a little bit about that. I mean, I know in addition to Goldwater Scholarship, you uh, received a bunch of other uh, scholarships and awards. Share what you can about those.
1: Yeah, so I, I kind of touched on before that I got in the Spark 3 Um, scholarship at Gaston and that transferred to uh, the Spark 4 is what it's called at UNC Charlotte Um, Mm -hmm. and that also came along with a cohort which like I said was so so helpful in my transfer Mm -hmm. Um, and then as a graduate student I will say I I was a little nervous my uh, first semester of Of grad school I actually didn't have funding and I was really worried like in undergraduate I had zero student loans I I had applied to things and and gotten enough support to fund my undergraduate studies and then um, I didn't have that my first semester in grad school so I started applying to things and um, I actually got the NSF uh, graduate research fellowship Mm. Uh, I started that this fall and I was also a runner up or a uh, honorable mention for the Ford Foundation pre-doctoral fellowship which was pretty cool because no one at UNC Charlotte has gotten an honorable mention or won that award so even though I didn't win it felt it felt pretty good. And it just gave me the confidence to keep going. And it's given me opportunities to do outreach and encourage other people. Like, if I can do this, you can do this too. Um, so, so that's just been a lot of fun because I really like doing the outreach activities and just encouraging people, especially first gen students that they're capable.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Um, really congratulations on all the things that you've done. And I think, I think what is really uh, commendable is your spirit, you know, the way you've approached it and taken it on. So fantastic. So Megan, we're going to switch to um, giving some advice for high schoolers. Um, I know high school wasn't a great time for you, as you mentioned, but Now that you've done what you've done, um, what kind of advice would you give high schoolers?
1: Um, So a few things. So one thing I always tell people is that you are not your GPA. So don't ever feel like, hey, I did bad um, in high school or I did bad in this one class. And now I, you know, that it devalues who you are. Um, there's a million people that have your GPA, but no one has your story. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of those things, you know, I do try to encourage people, you know, it's not all about a number on a page. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, uh, so one of the things I will say, um, when you're applying to things, make sure that they know that you are an individual and you're not that number mm-hmm. and, and uh, I, like I said, one of the things, while I may not always want to write, that is one of the most important skills that you could ever gain as a scientist is learning to write and communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just encourage people to write as often as possible, even if it's just a little bit, um, just to keep that skill sharp or, or if it's something that you need help with, seek help because that is gonna be the thing that people will give you scholarships for is is what they can see on a page.
0: Okay, so Megan, we're gonna start winding down, but um, before we go, I would love if you could share some memory or anecdote or vignette from that might be worth sharing.
1: Oh goodness, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I think I'm not, I'm not sure. Bin cap. <laughs> okay, to,
0: or or, or maybe up. maybe something that you're thankful for. You know, I, I, it doesn't doesn't yeah. have to be. Yeah, something something that um, reflect on something that. Uh, you'd really be thankful for?
1: Yeah, so one of the things and people that I'm most thankful for, I had the chance um, over the summer of 2020 to do a um, REU in uh, Dr. Lopez Duarte's lab. And even though it was so out of my comfort zone, um, I'd done this basically online ecology-based research and but I just found this incredible mm-hmm. mentor as far as she did so much outreach and um she taught me a lot about how I wanted to to view research and how I would want to do outreach activities and um just the kind of scientist and person I'm that I want to be going forward and so um I think that's one of the things so it, it was something I never thought I would do was an ecology based research. And it ended up being something that while I found out the research wasn't it for me, because I am definitely more, um, biomedical ish research. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just trying something new. And even though I didn't like the, the type of research necessarily I had such a wonderful experience that I will just never forget
0: awesome awesome so Megan um it's an absolutely fascinating story I wish you all the luck in your PhD program and beyond I'm sure thanks you're already doing wonderful stuff and hopefully be in touch and learn more as you go along. For right now, take care, be safe, and thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Megan Mitchum on her amazing college journey. Megan tells us how she overcame challenges and made it to college and beyond. Along the way, she discovered science, specifically biology. Her work experience with dialysis and her own experience with her grandmother's kidney failure motivated her research proposal in the Goldwater Scholarship application. Winning that scholarship pushed her to get a bachelor's degree at UNCC, and she is now continuing on for her PhD. I hope you find Megan's story as exhilarating as I find it, and propels you to find your passion and pursue it. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash Alma Matters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you.
1: College Matters.
2: Alma Alma matters. Matters.